raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Hammer and Nigel show. Hello, my name is Nigel. That is Jason Hammer right over there with a very special guest on the hotline. She is one half of the Chicks on the Right, WIBC alumni, and a damn beautiful woman. It is Mock <laughs> Macarena. How are you, dear? Hello, I'm good. I'm very, very busy this morning watching Jason Kelsey videos. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about this. I know we've got like important stuff to get into, but my wife, I think, is in the same camp. Maybe it's because of like media fatigue or whatever. She likes Jason Kelsey better than Travis Kelsey. I think most. I think most people do, right? Because he's sort of like the everyman, and he's not like you know fancy dude dating Taylor Swift. I mean, he's like a regular dude. Jason Kelsey was stealing all. All of uh, Taylor Swift's thunder last night <laughs> in the uh, in the suite during that football game, taking her shirt off in like twenty degree weather. Taking his shirt off. Let's be well, clear. Oh yeah, yeah. yes. His shirt he off. wasn't taking Taylor's shirt off because <laughs> right. that could cause a little family feud. <laughs> it was so great. I mean, it was just you know, and I, it's interesting because there's some naysayers on on Twitter and, you know, probably other socials who are like, that's just not appropriate behavior for a football game because they want to be offended by literally everything. And it's just, I think it is such, it's so great to see that level of excitement and celebration and just regular plain old fun. I think that's what people miss and they're hungry for it. And I think he's giving that to them. And I love it. I love it. He's supporting his brother because his brother obviously is Travis playing on the Chiefs. Jason, kind of a bigger offensive lineman playing for the Eagles, uh, still up in the air whether or not he's going to retire. And people are complaining about him supporting his brother. Meanwhile, out in the parking lot in Buffalo, people are getting put through tables. (laughs) They get up on a ladder, physically jump through those tailgate tables. It's hilarious. I don't get how anybody can find any kind of negativity in that display. It was hilarious and awesome, and I thought it was great. All right, so let's dive into Ron DeSantis. You've made it perfectly clear. You've said so on this interview segment that you were a DeSantis supporter. You were in his camp from the very beginning. He's now gone. What went wrong? Well, um, I I don't want to offend anybody by saying this, but what went wrong is I just think the country is idiotic. (laughs) I just think that we've squandered away um, probably the most promising leader that we could have had for the country. And, he, uh, you know, he's obviously, like he says, and and it's perfectly provable, he has delivered on 100 percent of his promises. He's the most effective governor in the country, and it isn't even close. He won Florida, which was a swing state, uh, and he turned it bright fire engine red. And he's got that same sort of spunk and like and and um, strength and focus that Trump does only without all of the stuff, without all of the nastiness and the baggage and the chaos and all of it. And so, you know, I've known it's been very, very clear as we've watched our audience comments during our our you know live stream every morning, people just Trump has a stranglehold on this nation and people are, for better or worse, 
completely loyal to him. And and that was borne out in the Iowa result in the Iowa election. And now, you know, DeSantis saw the writing on the wall. I think we all kind of did. So I have a lot of people checking in on me to make sure that I was okay. <laughs> but I, you know, I, it wasn't a surprise. It was just a matter of when it was going to happen. And, and I told Daisy this morning, I was like, you know what? It's almost a relief in a way because now I can focus on completely trying to get back in like on the Trump train, trying to get excited about him, where before when DeSantis was still in, I was really still pulled in his direction and not totally able to focus on the, you know, who's ultimately going to be the nominee. Here's where it went sideways for DeSantis. The moment Donald Trump got indicted. (laughs) That was the moment where Biden and the Department of Justice and Americans are emotional beings, and they see that. And Tony Katz was talking about this this morning. I think that that was the moment. And then Ron DeSantis didn't exactly rush to uh, defend Trump as soon as he was attacked by the Department of Justice. I, I, I just I kind of thought that was a misstep as well. It may have been, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that agree with you, and a lot of people have varying opinions about what went wrong in his campaign. I mean, I don't. I, to me, it doesn't make any sense when I hear some of the claims from people saying, you know, that he just lacked charisma or that he doesn't have any kind of personality. I don't think that at all. I think he's he's been super tough on the media, just the way that Trump was early on. That you know, that was something that people really, really loved about Trump. The first go around. And I think DeSantis has shown that same sort of fire, that same sort of energy. So, uh, you know, there's probably a lot of postmortem, a lot to pick apart about how he ran the campaign, starting with the fact that he announced it in a Twitter space. You know, people still complain yeah, right. that, that that was a terrible way to kick it off. So, who you know, who knows what ultimately made that decision for people, but the decision is made. And, and now I think it's time to rally. It's been really surprising to see the level of hatred towards Nikki Haley. Um, I have been blown away by like how mean Tucker Carlson has been to her and others are just like, they're, they're basically making her out to be like literally a demon from hell. And I, I think she's, you know, I think she's a real moderate. I don't think she's nearly as um, strong on a lot of things as Trump is. I think she's a war hawk, but but I don't think she's a demon. And so, I, I but she's getting that, demon uh, money though, Mark. Yeah, and I think Democrat, that's what rubs people the wrong the way. Democrats love her. She might not be a demon, but the people who are are funding a lot of her stuff, and I don't that's know true. about that. Okay, that's fair. I mean, she definitely. But you know, some could, she would argue, I'm sure, that why why would she turn down the support of even Democrats? when she wants to widen the Republican tent as far open as it can possibly go, which is in stark contrast to like the crazy Laura Loomers of the world, for example, who are literally saying DeSantis should never be forgiven for having the audacity to run against Trump and that he should never be allowed, you know, a seat at the table that he, that no one should ever forgive him. He can never be, he can, he should always be basically shunned for having, you know, for daring to run in a primary against Trump. So I, I don't understand this whole attitude that some people have of wanting to reject potential votes for their candidate. Like that makes no sense to me. I don't necessarily think that it's rejecting potential votes. I think a lot of people are looking at this going, what are you up to? Like I'm open for moderates and people in the middle of the pack who are legitimate uh, having 
to choose between the candidates. That's awesome. That's fine. But when you've got Democrats trying to run to New Hampshire and vote a certain way to sway a primary for a candidate that they're not even going to vote for, you look at the LinkedIn co-founder. He's put a lot of money into Nikki Haley. He's on the record saying, oh, yeah, I'm totally going to vote for Joe Biden again. I think that's a red flag for a lot of people. That I mean, that definitely is. And there and surely there's a lot of, of sneaky Democrats who are playing, you know, shenanigans exactly the way that you describe. But I suspect there's probably also a lot of centrists and moderate people in the middle who would in no way vote for Trump over Biden, but they would vote for Nikki Haley over Biden. And so, you know, you can look at it from from both angles, I guess. Chatting with Mock from the Chicks on the Right program here on the Hammer and Nigel Show. Did you did you see how uh, Donald Trump has a f- I've officially retired the nickname De Sanctimonious. I've retired. I've got his endorsements. Isn't that a surprise that uh, Ron DeSantis uh, endorsed Trump? Is it? Well, I I, I don't know how. Um, enthusiastic an endorsement it was. Like, if you listen to his tape, you know, he's basically saying, I made a pledge that I was going to endorse the nominee and I'm going to keep that pledge. It's looking like Trump's going to be the guy. And I think he's probably more America first than Nikki Haley. So, you know, I don't think he was like jumping up and down with excitement about it. But I think that that sent a strong message. Um, well, not only to Trump, but to his supporters saying, listen, I'm going to get on this train and now it's all everybody, all hands on deck to beat Biden. So the future of Ron DeSantis, again, one of the best governors in the country, despite what Laura Loomer may say, um, 2028, not that far away, Mock. Does he have to do anything different? What would you like to see Ron DeSantis do differently if he wanted to be the guy to take the Republican Party into the next generation? Well, I think assuming that Trump wins re-election, I think all that DeSantis needs is to, is for Trump to be a kingmaker and to simply say, this is who is going, this is who will uh, best take care of the country from here. And as soon as he has that, I think that even, you know, even the, the DeSantis haters that were so mad at him for running against their boy Trump, I think even they would be like, okay, it's time. It's time for the most effective governor, basically in the history of the country, to be the leader of the entire nation now. I would like to see, and this is where I think his campaign went a little squirrely, he was too mild during the campaign. I want to see the fiery Florida governor. I want to see the guy that was up there drinking beers at a ball game. They tried to make him too corporate suit, right? And that's not who he is. Making him have awkward smiles at debates and, you know, little things like that. You never see Donald Trump having awkward smiles at debate. He just stands there with that scowl on his face, and that's who he is. They tried to make Ron DeSantis to somebody that he wasn't, and I think that was a mistake. That probably was. I mean, there's definitely truth to what to the things that you're criticizing him for, for sure. But I also saw some of that fire. I mean, we've seen him battle the media time and time again, and sure. I don't think he. I think in every single debate, he was clearly the winner. Um, and I, I, so I don't think he stepped a foot wrong. I think. In many ways, it, it reminds me of like what it might have looked like if Mitch Daniels was running for president, because I 
love him. I mean, I love Mitch Daniels, and I cried for three days and, like, stuffed my face with donuts <laughs> when he decided not to run back in the day. But but I can see people responding in the exact same way to him, saying, well, I mean, he's, he's just got no – there's no fire. There's no charisma. It doesn't matter that he is the best possible person for the job. We just don't see enough of a personality. And, and this is a very personality-centric country, unfortunately. I hate the fact that you could eat all these donuts and you look amazing. <laughs> like, Mock, you know, could eat a whole thing of donuts and her thighs are still athletic and tan. I have a piece of one and I look like Chris Christie. <laughs> Well, I, you haven't seen me in a bathing suit lately, so. <laughs> what are you working on? It's not that great. With the Chicks on the Right program, what's coming up? Well, we're talking about a lot of the same issues you guys are, of course, all the news of the day. And so we're getting ready to do that once again at 8 a.m. Eastern uh, Standard Time on all of our platforms tomorrow morning. Mock, you're the best. Thank you so much. Thank you. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.